Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDonald, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWVB. We are gearing up for the playoffs, so make sure you are listening to all our incredible hosts from Erica Ayala to Krina Mustafa to Amy Audibert covering the game that we all love to cover and watch and talk about. I want to share with you today a really fun post game with Bill Ambeer. But before I do, I'm going to take care of some business. I'm going to talk a little bit about why it was not just fun, but important. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and eyes are now turning to football, they tell me, as teams are back on the gridiron to start, they tell me, the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. I'll tell you what, I know there's football, and take nothing away from it. You can enjoy it. The thing I enjoy seeing is betonline.ag is doing what sportsbooks should have been doing for a long time. They've got WNBA action over there. Now, while I don't bet on WNBA games since I cover them, that's not going to stop any of you guys. Then you can go get the up-to-date lines. Go over to betonline.ag. You can take care of their opening day super promo. Making a bet. Go ahead and use promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And go ahead and get that bonus. A couple interesting lines tonight. I'll put it that way. So let's talk about this Bill Beer conversation you're about to hear and why it was such a big deal. Beer and the Aces playing the Minnesota Lynx on Wednesday night in what I argued before it happened was the game of the year. Now why is it the game of the year? The Aces by winning that game went to 21-8. and 21-8. They are two losses up on Seattle. Phoenix, and Minnesota, who all have 10. The number two spot in the WNBA playoffs is so much more valuable than the number three spot. It is absurd. If you are the number two, you have home court throughout the playoffs against anyone except the number one, almost certainly going to be the Connecticut Sun. You have a double bye to the semifinals. Straight into that five-game semifinal playoff series. If you are the number three seed, you are going to play one of the winners of 5-8 and 6-7 in a one-game playoff for your entire season. I've covered those games. I've watched the home team lose. I watched Christy Tolliver hit nine threes and the Mystics beat maybe Tina Charles's best team with the Liberty. I watched Diana Tarazi march into Mohegan Sun Arena. That's right, the Connecticut Sun, by virtue of having the third best record a few years ago, got as a reward 
the chance to have Diana Taurasi face them in the state she went to college in a road playoff game, a scenario in which Diana Taurasi in her career is 13-1, and one, only loss coming to Sue Bird in the Goggles game. I-Y-K, Y-K. So, had Minnesota won this game, they'd have had nine losses. Vegas has nine losses. Vegas has a tougher remaining schedule. The Lynch are mostly playing the Indiana Fever right now. Take nothing away from the Indiana Fever, but not a playoff contender, obviously. But... Not just the fact that the Aces won, it's how they won that was so significant to me. <clears throat> you are talking about a team that essentially played seven players. But what a seven. This is, they did it without Liz Cambage. They still dominated inside. Without Liz Cambage, this was a team that dominated inside a group that includes Sylvia Fowles and Nafisa Collier. That is no small feat. Jerrica Hamby, who is stronger than she looks, and she'd be the first to tell you, 14 off the bench, looked very healthy. Kelsey Plum, equally impressive off the bench as she's been all year. Jackie Young, 29 points, a career high, and 10 rebounds, a double-double out of, functionally, you start in two-guard, let's call her. It was a three-guard set for most of the night. You know, with Chelsea Gray running points and Raquana Williams in a glorified small forward, but really a third-guard scenario. But here's the other thing, and this is the thing that blew my mind. If you watch a Cheryl Reeve Minnesota Lynch team, Lord knows I've watched a lot of them through the years. Disruption on the defensive end is how they make their money. They've obviously had tons of scores through the years. This team is no different. But disrupting on the defensive end. If there is a stat that Cheryl Reeve loves the most, it is charting deflections. So with that as context... Understand this, Las Vegas in the first half had zero turnovers for the game. They had five turnovers, several of them when the game was already out of hand. What I'm trying to tell you is not only did Las Vegas go a long way towards securing a vital playoff position, they did it by playing a game that if they replicate it, can allow them to beat almost anyone, not almost anyone, anyone. The only hesitation is they've really struggled against Connecticut. Lost all three times, held under 70 points all three times. But they play like they did on Wednesday night, and I think even Connecticut's in for a, for a difficult matchup. So you will hear the bounce in Bill Ambeer's step. I'm going to share this conversation that I have with him. Following Wednesday night's game, you are listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Howard McDowell. Well, we haven't won anything yet. We haven't clinched anything yet, so it's just one win. Uh, it was an important win, no question about that. 
gave us the opportunity to position ourselves for a, a double buy. We still have to win two of our next three games in order to accomplish that. It's going to be very difficult to play some very quality teams. Uh, but I thought overall our performance tonight was solid. Uh, we had, you know, moved the ball well. We didn't turn it over, which was a big key for us today. Uh, and, you know, we, we played solid defense across the board. We didn't give them very many second shots. Uh, we took them out of their rhythm a little bit. Fouls hurt us early, but, you know, and, and they're missing some players too. I mean, you know, Dantes is a big part of their stretching the floor for them and she's not there. So that was to our advantage. But again, we don't have Liz, so that's to their advantage. But I think overall we did what we had to do on our home floor. We did what we were supposed to do. Now it's on to the next game, which uh, we got a couple of days off to get a little bit of rest. Uh, and just for anybody asking, we're still waiting on Liz. We don't have any timetable for her at the moment. I do believe she's about to begin testing, which is a, a positive step for us. Uh, and then it's a finite number as long as she tests negative. Uh, and it's good to have Hamby back. I uh, also I thought Jackie played, you know, I don't stand. We had a talk the other day. I heard be more aggressive. I didn't expect 29 points and shooting 10 for 15 or whatever she shot uh, or 15 for 19 or whatever. I didn't expect that, but I'll take it. Uh, but for the team and morale, I thought it was a, a very good win for us. Considering the circumstances, the opponent, is this as good as the team has played all year? I don't know, but all year, this is one of our better games that we played consistently throughout start to finish. I thought they came out on fire in the first three or four minutes, and we got right back in it. Where last time we played here, they, they got on, on fire and we folded. So that's that's a positive step. Uh, I think the ball movement and the player mm. movement today was as good as we've had in, a, in a, a, quite a while, maybe a month or so, it's ever since the break, maybe. Uh, so when we move the ball like that and we move bodies around like that, we open up seams for our talent to take over, and that's what happened tonight. No, it touched on a little bit, but no turnovers in the first half. Only five for the game. Just what did you make of what they the offensive execution the way Chelsea facilitated? Yeah, I, I think we made a very big point of effort, of emphasis coming into this game about turnovers. They, they, they overplay a lot. Uh, they're a very disruptive defense, and it was very important that we took care of the basketball and made sure of our passes. When we move like that, and we set screens like that, you know, we, we can get good shots without having to make extra passes or, or stand. And I think that was the biggest key today, that we had good ball movement. And then, I, again, you touched on the air because it a little bit, but what did it mean to have her, you know, 14 and 6, an excellent two-way play as always? What did it mean to have her back? What kind of lift did she Energy player for us. Uh, you know, Dierica comes in and gave us 14 and 6 off the bench, which is what she does a lot. Uh, and I thought, you know, she was a big key to the night for us maintaining uh, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to play G. Sue any tonight. Stokes is doing a fine job for us, and Derek is back, so I went a three-big rotation. It worked well. Uh, I'd like to play some more players, more than just seven that I'm currently playing, but it is what it is this time of year. Howard? Bill, how much do you... <laughs> Bill. Um, what do you want? How much do you think the lack of turnovers comes back to just these players getting more practice opportunities with one another and a cohesive unit being forged rather than just a question of what the defense was giving you tonight. Yeah, we're not really practicing a whole lot right now. We, we do, but we don't. We don't have any hard practices. We don't, we don't have enough guys to practice against, and I'm not going to risk us out there for bodies and minds and in a hard practice amongst ourselves. I, I think they're starting to understand, you know, what is necessary. 
I, I preach every second of every day right now, execution on offense and defense. And it's, it's like pulling teeth, you know, with them because they're very talented individuals and none of them really got Chelsea's won a championship. None of them else have won damn thing. Uh, so I keep preaching execution, execution, execution. And tonight we did. Also ball movement and player movement. We did that tonight too. When we stand and we're stagnant, so we turn it over and pick and rolls. So I think that we're still learning about each other, uh, especially without Liz being here. Uh, we're a different basketball team. We have a lot more guard oriented play. Uh, this be hopefully coming back for the playoffs because we really need her presence on the inside offensively and defensively. But I think if we take care of the basketball, our town will take care of itself. And then just related to that, you know, you've spoken about having more shooters on this team than you did, let's say, in 2020, 2019. Do you think that the spacing is something that leads to being able to create more of those seams as well, and that is a function that leads to fewer turnovers? Well, that's why we're set up this way. Well, we, we set the down, I set this team up to have some more shooters on the perimeter because we had Liz in Asia and women control the paint. Right. Uh, and, and that was, that was imperative. We also got runners, uh, to open up the floor and, and, and get some easy shots in transition. So set up for what it's supposed to be. Uh, now we've got to get all of our pieces back and let's go, uh, go to ball up and see how this all goes. And the last one is just, I know you've talked about Kelsey Plum as sixth woman of the year. Obviously, Dierica is still in the running there as well. Um, are, are you prepared to, uh, change that or are you still for you Kelsey Plum is the clear number one at that at that point well, I think consistency of the whole year I think Plum has done a, a good job for us not only scoring wise everybody look at scoring okay and a few assists but running the offense for us and pushing pace for us uh, she did a very good job of that uh, Derica has also done a very good job it, it's a fine call what I don't want to have happen is that they take votes from each other for all whoever votes I have no idea who votes on this thing but if they take votes from other and somebody else gets it, that, that would be a travesty. If they both got a co one, well, that would be cool by us and by the players. But if they take votes from there and somebody else sneaks in there, that's a travesty. Noted, Bill. Thank you. Hey, Coach, it seems like uh, every game now, especially since the, the Olympic break, we're calling and getting guys off to some good starts offensively in the first quarter. Um, have you made a point of emphasis to kind of look for her more often, or is she just being more aggressive? You mean no? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's, we've had some bad starts today. We had a marginal start and we pulled it out. Um, Raquan is a, 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 a phenomenal scorer. That's what she's done her whole life. Uh, and, and most of the season she's taken a back seat because that's what was required and necessary for everybody else to be involved in the offense. But come playoff time, I've had numerous conversations with her about being much more aggressive offensively because she can do things that no one else on this team can. She can come off really hard and just raise and jump four, three feet in the air, and a big can't bother her shot, and a guard can't bother her shot, and they're going to foul her. And she has range, and she has quickness, and she has a mid-range game. She has the full package offensively, and she plays defense. It's just that the hand she's been dealt this year during the regular season hasn't been conducive to showing how valuable she is for us. Last time you guys played the Knicks, you guys shot. I can't hear you. Last Quiet, please. Excuse me. Hey. Ball and player movement today. That was the key for our offense. Uh, last two times we played them, we were stagnant, trying to drive the ball into the post, and they were overplaying, and we did pick and roll, and that's, that's right up their alley. They want a half court like this. We don't. Uh, and so today we got out and we ran them. They got a little tired. 
Uh, we ran them consistently throughout the game and opened up scenes to us easy baskets. And when we got in the half court, we moved the ball around pretty well. A lot of really quick pick and rolls to put their, their defense under pressure. All right, last question for Nia. She, she has one. Second to last question for Nia. Hey, Coach. Um, good win today. Uh, you talk about preparing for the playoffs and everything. You put a small lineup out there um, with uh, Williams, Plum, uh, Jackie was out there, and um, I think Stokes was probably out there as well. But you guys were pretty much small balling it. Um, was that a part of the plan, or were you just going a part of the game plan? Well, every game should be different depending on the matchups that you have. I thought today was a guard day. Our guards were the ones who really went out and took control of this game, uh, both from a leadership perspective and a scoring perspective. Uh, you know, and some games are going to be like that. We have very talented guards. And, and, and when you get into playoffs, how do you score? And guards are normally the ones that can score because other teams are going to set their defense for the base. They're going to set their defense for Asia. They're going to set their defense for Liz. And so you have to have guards that go out there and score tonight. We did. Yeah, so Jerry, in the second season, you said you bypassed the win or go home part of the WNBA playoffs. What are your thoughts on um, um, playoff format? It's just for you right now. Like, how do you feel about it overall? Well, it, it, when it came out way back when, it was like the coaches were up in arms. Every coach will tell you that a one-game shootout in the playoffs makes no sense. You play the whole season, and then you have a one-gamer, and you could be out because you have a a – a, a flu or we have a, a thumbnail hurt or you know, a, a foul trouble or pick any of the above and you lose in a one gamer. A coaching perspective, um, coaches hate it. They want a regular, you know, series. And hopefully the league will go back to that one. Uh, hopefully starting next year or the year after. Um, but I think that from coaches, it's terrible. I, I get the TV part to make it, Oh wow. Look at you in a one game and oh, okay. We'll sell some more TV and radio time. Um, but from a player and a coach, no, we hate it. It just, it just, you play the whole season for one day. Anything can happen in a one gamer. It's just not fair to everybody. Thanks a lot, coach. We you got it. Chelsea Gray and Jackie Young. Jiggy.